And now, for the hosts who do the most, the pastors who are masters at summoning your laughter, it's the new Arash and Desi Show! Good evening, Newark, and welcome back once again to this very, very special and very, very different broadcast for our Tuesday evening. You can see that I am not in my basement or anywhere in my house. If you recognize this surrounding, you'll see that tonight I am in the church office. And not only that, with me, I have my good buddy Arash, and we're going to do the Arash and Desi show. But we're going to do the Arash and Desi show pandemic style. So you'll see... (laughs) We've got our tape measure out. We're maintaining our healthy six feet of so see sticking on that Ross. Look, we can't can't even reach each other, right? Can't touch it, man. Both wearing our masks. That's right. We've got our hand sanitizer here. And so today, since we were already at the church working on some projects, some church finances, we thought, you know what? Why don't we do a video together and do something a little bit different? Why not? So tonight, we together are going to bring you the book. Of Zephaniah. Now, what on earth is up with Zephaniah? If you have not paid attention to this book before, I'm not surprised. It's another one of these little guys tucked away towards the back of your Old Testament. Zephaniah is only three chapters long, and yet, if you will do a nice slow read and you'll look at Zephaniah, and I would encourage you as well to go look at the Bible Project video that they did with a great overview of the book you'll see that this little book of only three chapters long contains some incredible imagery and some of the craziest, and I do mean that, some of the craziest, most extreme language coming from the prophets in the Old Testament as Zephaniah brings judgment to the nation of Judah, the lower nation, after they had split in two. So the nation of Judah, towards the end of King Josiah's reign, when they have completely rebelled and they've fallen away from God. And we're just going to highlight a couple of scriptures here tonight as we bounce back and forth. And so you can see almost as soon as you open this book and you begin reading, I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation and starting at verse number two in Zephaniah chapter one, listen to the kind of language that he opens with. Verse one introduces who Zephaniah is. He says he's prophesying during the reign of King Josiah. And then verse 2, I will sweep away everything from the sweep face of the earth. Away. Come on, I will sweep away people and animals Woo! alike, and I will sweep away the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea, and I will reduce the wicked to heaps of rubble. Heaps of rubble. And I will wipe humanity from the face of the earth. And this is the opening line of the book of Zephaniah. Very encouraging. Very encouraging. Yeah. You can already we've we've started on a high note, my friend. <laughs> read this and it just brings warm and fuzzies to your heart. And you're like, you know what? I just feel so blessed and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank God's going to wipe away everything on the earth. Just sweep it all off the table. It's gone. gone. Nothing left. When I'm done, there won't be anything anymore. I will crush Judah and Jerusalem with my fist and destroy every last trace of their Baal worship. I will put an end to those idolatrous priests so that every... So that even the memory of them will disappear. And so you're like, oh, good grief. And by the way, he's just warming up. 
Like it goes on and on and on. on, and on. And so on. the rest of chapter one is Zephaniah with when we think of like an old fashioned hellfire and brimstone kind of preacher, that's Zephaniah. Here is the guy standing on the box out on the street <laughs> with the megaphone saying, you're Bro, all going to die. You're all going <laughs> to suffer the judgment of God. He's sick of your He's idol coming. worship. And it's not a lighthearted, it's not like God's not heavy with you. No, this is like, I'm going to wipe you from the face of the earth. I'm going to destroy everything. And everything. it's this extreme language. But you got to keep reading because that's not everything that we find in the book of Zephaniah. That's right. That's right. Because there's this tension of justice and mercy. And if we read chapter 2, uh, verse 3, it says, Seek the Lord, mm -hmm. all who are humble. So it kind of gives us this about this injustice that's happening in Jerusalem. This is injustice where people are taking care of, you know, taking advantage of the innocent and uh, taking advantage of those who don't have a voice. And here, Zephaniah reminds them and says, if you seek the Lord, all who are humble, mm -hmm. pride is aside, and you follow his commandments, seek to do what is right and to live humbly, perhaps, perhaps, maybe, maybe there's a chance, maybe there could be a chance, even you, yet, you might not get <laughs> thrown across the room like the hand sanitizer. Oh, it's perhaps even yet. So it's like, well, maybe, 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 perhaps but, even yet. The Lord will protect you, protect you from his anger on that day of destruction. So even in this great injustice, this terrible thing that's happening, he's showing mercy and kindness. He's saying, you can still, you still have a chance. You still can be healed. You still can be restored. There is restitution. There is forgiveness. If you seek it, you have to seek it. Right. Right. Kind of reminds me of some of the other prophets that we've looked at during this series. Like oh, yeah. Sister Leela on Saturday night did her broadcast on Nahum. I mean, when was the last time you read Nahum? And this judgment against Nineveh in the Assyrian nation. And yet even in that, we still see this appeal for repentance. And yes. likewise, here in Zephaniah, even with this extreme, I'm going to wipe everything off the face of the map. There's this perhaps even yet. Perhaps even yet. Oof. Yeah, exactly. There's a sermon in there. And so, yeah, no kidding. There's probably <laughs> several sermons in there that perhaps even yet, if you will humble yourself. And so it balances back and forth. And then you can read on in chapter 2 as he continues to broadcast judgment against everybody. So we start with the nation of Israel, but then we're going to go against the Philistines. And then after the Philistines, we're going to go ahead and throw judgment against Moab. And then not only Moab, don't forget about you, Ammon. I'm going to get to you as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go after Ethiopia, which is North Africa, not the modern day Ethiopia, but in the ancient Near East, Ethiopia was the northern half of the continent of Africa. So against Ethiopia and also Assyria, that Ninevites, the Ninevites show up a lot in the Minor yes, Prophets. And so you see this judgment, this I'm going to wipe everything off the map, is not only extended to Jerusalem and to the nation of Judah, it's surrendered to, it's, it's actually extended out to all these other people. And so again, we're kind of like, woo, mm. doing this roller coaster thing with Zephaniah and this extreme, strong language. But then, when you get to chapter 3, we, we begin to climb up again. We've got this little verse in chapter 2, this perhaps even yet. But then, when we get to chapter 3, we have gone past this judgment, this divine 
fire, as Zephaniah describes it, that's going to burn away everything that's unjust and wrong. And when you get to chapter 3, Zephaniah begins to describe what's going to happen after mm. the fire, after God's judgment, which tells us, if we're paying attention, that God's intention is not to completely wipe out and totally destroy and kill everybody. Never has been. Mm -hmm. It's never been, exactly. It's yeah. never been God's plan to completely destroy everything because if the plan was to destroy everything, why would you have Zephaniah chapter 3 where Zephaniah is going to describe what happens after yeah. God's judgment? And in Zephaniah chapter 3, he begins to paint this beautiful picture of this restored Jerusalem. And we're not even there yet. This is eschatology-wise, what we would consider to be something that's still yet to happen, that's farther out. And in this restored Jerusalem, he's describing this nation where people are welcome and they can find healing and the broken can come in and they can be restored to God. And then listen to this amazing verse. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17 says, For the Lord your God is living among you. Mm. He is a mighty Savior. Yes, he, is. he will take delight... In your gladness and with his love, he will calm all your fears. Wow. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Let me repeat that line. He, in reference to God, will rejoice over you, over you. with joyful songs. All of a sudden, wow. God has become the one who is delighted and who is singing over his people. And so although there's this incredible divine judgment that's coming, this fire that's coming from God to burn away wickedness, it is not a fire that's intended for total destruction. It's a fire that is meant for purification. And we see this theme show up multiple times in the scriptures. As Arash and I were talking before we recorded this video, it reminds me when I look at Zephaniah chapter 3 of what I also see the Apostle Paul pick up in his letter to the Corinthians. Mm -hmm. And so you've got Zephaniah chapter 3, and then in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul makes reference to fire. And he talks about this coming future judgment for God. And remember, Paul is writing to Christians. He's writing to people who are serving God. And starting at verse 12 in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he said, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, straw, but on the judgment day, and don't you ever forget this, every one of us will face God's judgment. Yes. All of us. And on that judgment day, fire will reveal, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if that person's work has value. If the work survives, you pass gold through fire or jewelry through fire, you pass silver through fire, on the other side of the fire, it will still be there. So if the person's work survives, that builder will receive a reward. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 15. Pay attention to this. But if the work is burned up, so this is the wood and the hay and the straw that Paul was talking about. If the person's work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. So everything you built in this life that does not have value. And remember, he's writing to Christians. Yes. He's not talking about pagans and wicked mm. people who don't know God. He's talking about people who serve the living God. People yes. who are disciples of Jesus. He's writing to spirit-filled Christians. And he says, if your work is burned up on that day of judgment, if the things you do in this life, 
do not have eternal value. The builder will suffer great loss. Now, here's the encouraging part. Yes. Look at the end of verse 15. But the builder will be saved. But like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. And as we were talking about Zephaniah before we recorded this video, it made me think of this passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where Paul is warning Christians that someday everyone will face God's judgment, and we will all pass through this fire of purification. And notice this is not a fire of damnation. This is not a fire of destruction. It's to test our work, our service to our king. It's to test how well we have been obedient to his scriptures. And if our works, not as in the idea of salvation, but if the things we have done, thinking we're doing this for God's kingdom, or even thinking we're doing it to build our own kingdom, if that's burned up in that fire of purification, you can still find salvation. It's not how you want to get to salvation. Because he says it'll be like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. But don't miss the point that God still loves them enough to save them. He's just burning away what's inconsistent with what he wants. He's burning away what's worthless. And so now jumping back to Zephaniah, Arash, as we get ready to close this out, let's talk a little bit about and help us understand how do we see these two radical extremes in Zephaniah where in chapter 1 he's saying, I'm going to wipe away everything, birds, animal, people, it's all gone. I'm disgusted with you. And you get to chapter 2 and he's like, and you, and you, and you, and you too, all of you, all the nations, burning it all up. And then in chapter 3, we have this language of this restored kingdom and this place where broken people can come in. And God is the one singing in delight. What just happened here? This is what you'll see in these minor prophets. It's this tension between justice mm -hmm. and God's ever-loving mercy. He's kind. He's gentle. Mm -hmm. And he wants everyone to be saved. He wants everyone to have a relationship with him. He loves everyone. He has no intention of destroying this entire world, but he will bring judgment. And I think even Paul does such a great job that he will go ahead and destroy all things yeah. that are not that obstruct your relationship with him and i don't know what that might be but he lives among us and he lives in your home mm -hmm. he's in your car he's in your secluded office wherever you are he lives mm -hmm. among you and he wants to live with you amen he wants to live with you why don't we pray desi why don't we pray and we're going to pray that god would yes, be in your home and that you would recognize him there. And I pray that if he convicts you and he says, you know what, maybe we need to burn this away. We need to put this away, yeah. that we would be sensitive enough to do that and accept him into our home. He's, he's there. He's not going to go anywhere. Um, but he wants that relationship with you. In Jesus' name, Lord. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, I Jesus. We love you, God. You are such a powerful God. You have every right, Lord God, to cast us aside, Lord. You have every right, Lord God, not to redeem us or restore us back to a right relationship with you. But yet, even yet, perhaps even yet, Lord God, you have mercy and you want a relationship with your creation and your willing Lord to bring things to us. And I know, God, in this pandemic, God, you're going to reveal some things to us, Jesus, some things that we're going to have to put aside, Lord that obstructing our relationship with you, Jesus. I pray, God, that we are sensitive and we can hear your voice. And Lord, we can obey your voice. 
We Absolutely. pray in your precious name, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus Amen. Name. As we get ready to close out this broadcast tonight, if there's something, and this is just me, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, if there's something that stands out to me in Zephaniah, it's in chapter 2, and it's these three words, at least in the New Living Translation, that I love in Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 3. Perhaps, even yet. Mm. And so if you're watching this tonight and you're thinking, you know what? I got a bunch of junk in my life that needs to be burned away. Perhaps, even yet, God's reaching for you. Yes. His desire is to make you right with him. And so let's close with that thought tonight. Look up. Perhaps, even yet. God bless you, Newark family. Thank you for joining us this week for our engagement. Hopefully by now you've seen there's some really neat stuff in these 12 little books that in the Hebrew Bible collectively are called the Book of the Twelve. In our Bible, tucked away at the back of the Old Testament, we call it the Minor Prophets, which that name really doesn't do it justice. No, it it makes not. it sound like they're insignificant. No, it's they're not, not saying that. It just means the writings are shorter. Go back and read these. Hopefully over the last two weeks you've been reading through the Minor Prophets. Go check out those videos on the BibleProject.com. They're excellent free video resources that give you wonderful introductions and overviews of all the books of the Bible. So we encourage you to do that. Stay tuned. Continue to gather with us and check out our evening broadcast. God bless you, York family. Have a great night. All right. Wash your hands. This evening's broadcast was sponsored by the blood of Jesus and soap to wash away the sins of humanity and your filthy, disgusting hands.